0: folks. It's Thursday. It's 4 p.m. Central Time. Got it right this week, Ray. We're (laughs) celebrating our 101st episode today, so we're starting year three. I'm Fred McMurray. I'm with my co-host, Ray Piller. And Ray, how are we doing today?
1: I am doing great.
2: Uh, The weather is fantastic. It's 22 degrees, sunny, as opposed to last week when it was (laughs) and snowy so much of the snow is melted out here and uh, in uh, the western part of uh, the suburbs of Chicago and uh, you know it's been a great day so far. So at that
0: temp why aren't you down at the beach like I am?
2: Well you know I thought about uh, polar jumping but
0: (laughs) you want to make it to that next birthday don't you Uh uh-huh why don't you introduce our guest
2: yeah, uh, well, yeah, I, I'd be happy to, i uh, have to. Our guest today is Paul Berman, he's the CEO of Birthday Pack, and, and just the name, you know, it sounds fantastic, sounds like a fun thing to do, and a fun franchise to own. How are you doing, Paul? Really well. Good, good.
3: How's, where are you at, first of all?
2: Hey, in, thank in you.
3: Right outside Philadelphia, it's actually really nice, and, uh... I noticed the uh, some, some blooms on trees yesterday, and Ooh. I think in a couple of weeks, we'll be uh, seeing what we call spring. Almost no snow this year,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: uh, I ran across a friend at the gym the other day. He's a landscaper, depends on some plowing income, so he was not very happy. But uh, <laughs> so far unscathed, and of course, like many cities up in the northeast, sometimes March can come and uh, be pretty crazy, but uh, yes. it's, pretty been, it's been nice. So
0: yeah. y- you haven't had snow all winter yet?
3: No, not much. Our son lives in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and uh, I think they've gotten 200 and maybe 90 inches or something. We're out there a week and a half ago, and they got uh, almost three feet in three days, and uh, it's the real deal. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, I'm I'm ready
2: for spring. Uh, I'm wearing uh, this hat today, and it's, it's the Kane County Cougars. It's a fantastic local baseball team, as Fred probably knows heard heard of them, and uh, you know it's gonna be here, but you know I'm gonna be visiting maybe uh, some summer camps. I'm going to Arizona next month, and see there. Uh, we'll see what's going on out there as far as baseball is concerned. But, that uh, I, won't do. Of course, I probably have yeah, oh yeah, it's a spam call <laughs> for that. <laughs> okay. So, Paul, Paul, you got to tell us about this franchise.
3: It sounds fantastic. Yeah, so birthday pack is really fun. It's one of the things that uh, really grabbed me. It's, it's unique. It's low cost. There's no royalties, and it's a very simple business model. Uh, it's not for everybody. You know, you got to get out and sell. Uh, actually, a gentleman just left from New York for Discovery Day, and he's the right stuff. I think we're right for him, and, and he's right for us. And if it wasn't, we'd be honest about it. We really have some, you know, good solid core values, and one of is open and honest. And uh, you know, today in the world, you know, getting employees and you know, maybe 10-year real estate leases with personal guarantees. There's tons of businesses we all go to, mm-hmm. um, you know, that require that. This is a simple model where you don't, you know, require you know, real estate and employees and inventory and equipment. And uh, we do all the production work, and our franchisees have to sell and collect. We recommend credit card payments, so it's automated, and then we do everything else. So, um, you know, we try to make it simple, and, you know, one uh, state examiner said that this is the most user-franchisee, user-friendly franchise agreement I've ever read, and uh, I said, well, thank you. We, we did that intentionally to make sure this is very straightforward and simple, and um, still hard work, but...
1: That's the coolest thing I have ever.
3: Women happy and businesses money. So we cater only to affluent females. We tested guys, the three of us, and the guys did not respond. Uh, The ladies love their birthday pack. So this is for the ladies only. And uh, so we keep them happy and the business owners that participate. um, Your place where you go celebrate a life event, a birthday. For a nice special night out. My wife and our anniversary is coming up. I'll talk a little bit about that later. And uh, the core supposition of what we do is that life events are triggers for higher spending. So if you go out to Arizona for spring training, it's a big deal. You're going out. You're going to spend more money. You're going to eat. It's more than your typical weekend or time. So I've been in the direct marketing business for almost three decades, and I've never seen anything like birthday pack from a performance and an accountability standpoint, which is really what put its hooks in me. Mm-hmm. Is is this your own brainchild? No, uh, there were several people. Most are investors and owners in the company. Some really, really bright, direct marketers. And the real story about this is the Internet was just starting and starting to percolate through. And, you know, I call it chasing that digital rainbow. It can be expensive and elusive. Uh, A lot of business owners, one I saw today, talked about the difficulty of connecting the spend with the cash register, you know, the point-of-sale system. So they knew that somehow the the internet and print was going to merge, and I've got a lot of experience in that area, and there's not a lot of success stories of the convergence of print and digital media. So birthday pack goes out, and if women get it, it's all personalized. So my wife's birthday is March. She'll be getting hers next week in our mailbox. Happy birthday, Mary. Uh, So everything in there, the birthday cards and everything is all personalized. About 20% of the women give us their email address and their day and month of birth. So, all communications permanently are to Mary, not occupant, resident, or just, you know, dear recipient. And uh, so, we send wishes out for New Year's and Valentine's and Mother's Day and Father's Day, et cetera. So, there's a whole print and digital component of this, and it's all bundled. So, again, simple to the business owner as well. So, Ray and Fred, if you owned a Roos Chris or an upscale restaurant or a day spa or a hand and Stone or elements massage or massage envy or whatever and you're participating in our program um you give us one fee and everything is taken care of and it's really simple for you the business owners you got a business to run and we take care of the marketing and the send the ladies in
2: so every year i get a, a, a screwdriver for menards
3: is that something like that <laughs> no, you're not going to get a screwdriver from us. I mean, if you'd like you give me your day of birth, I'll be glad to send you something every year. The, uh, but you obviously send you like a full on a screwdriver, so I'll find something else fun. Um, you know, it's interesting. The data is that women make over 80, make or influence 80, over 80% of the decisions in the household. And we cater to affluent females. It's typically hundred thousand household income plus. And, um, so we really picked the right segment we can apply our technology to babies and brides and new movers and pets and all different types of things our underlying technology with print digital components but uh, we picked the right audience and the, the 60,000 women on facebook they love their birthday packs and you know not to tug at the heartstrings but the reality is you, you think about where you live in chicago and you, you think about it, you know a thousand or 2 or 3,000 homes around you they're not all good stories. There's a lot going on inside those walls. Some are really having a great day, some are not having a great day. And we get some pretty gut wrenching stories uh, from the ladies about what birthday pack means to them. And uh, it just, you know, really drives us to want to deliver more. Uh, there's 7.7 million women in the top 70 U.S. markets, excluding U.S. and Hawaii uh, and uh, Alaska, excuse me. Uh, 7.7 million is our, we're kind of finished. And uh, that segment in the major cities, and today we're mailing a a bit over a million. So uh, one out of 7.7 women get a birthday pack, and until all 7.7 million are there, plus the smaller towns in America, our job's not done yet. So uh,
2: as a client, what would it cost me to hire you uh, to uh, send
3: out, hypothetically, anniversaries uh, to my clients? Yep, so I'll touch an anniversary, a touch. So for birthday pack, uh, each of the zones is a 1,000 affluent women. They're hyper-local. I haven't read, have research on this, but I will bet money and suppose somewhere in this year, I think we're going to see more that, that I think we're honkering down more. I think we're more hyper-local. Certainly, Amazon.com, an amazing brand. I love online shopping. It's incredible. Uh, the pens I get, uh, all the yes. don't have them. I really like this medium Intel pen. It just works great you know and a lot of times at via staples they don't have it so i ordered it at amazon if i order it right now at 5:10 eastern it'll be at my home tomorrow the next day free shipping at a good price yeah. so it's so convenient and now with all the food delivery which has been really disruptive to the restaurant industry i would suppose we're staying close to home close to home and i've looked at some studies about how far we go to a gym or a grocery store and unless you live in a rural area there's plenty of things close to so our zones were a thousand affluent women in a close area. So for a restaurant, they're going to pay somewhere between 350 or $400. Sometimes our, our franchisees will charge the day spas a little bit less. They don't get near the results of the restaurant because you don't get a massage as often as maybe we eat. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for a few hundred dollars per month, a business has a complete turnkey print and digital program. And I can tell you we see the results and we see a lot of online data Most of our restaurants make money the first or second month, and they've covered the cost of their food costs and our advertising costs, and they have a profit to boot. And uh, all the digital and everything else is, you know, all pre-charged from there. And that's pretty rare. I I can tell you, and again, in almost my 30 years of direct marketing, like John Wanamaker here from Philadelphia said, I know that half my advertising doesn't work. I just don't know which half. And being in the direct response business, I'm here, Ray, if you were my client, I'm here to make you money. And if I don't make you money, either you're going to terminate you know, our relationship or I'm going to say this isn't working and we should part company. So I've been doing but that for it, a long it, time. It, it feels good. In my case, it's more like a retention program. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, the the holy grail in the restaurant business, especially the upscale places. If I were in Chicago and we were growing up for a great steak or a great dinner tonight, we're going to go to a nice place. And I can tell you these nice restaurants, four times is the holy grail in the restaurant industry. If they can consistently see their customers coming in four times per year, that is a good day. So one of the things I continue to read about online in the Nation Restaurants News, where we've advertised and and I read their newsletters every day, um, is retention is a big deal for restaurants, getting you to come in and come back because there's so many food options. Right. So that's where our reminder platform, where for Mother's Day and Father's Day, et cetera, throughout the year, we're keeping the logos of Ray's Steakhouse or Fred's, you know, seafood place in front of them all year long. And uh, we had lunch up the street today at a really uh, great restaurant. I've been a customer for over 20 years. I know the owners. I asked Pete to come by and he visited with our prospective franchisee. And he said, We're seeing about six a day at every restaurant uh, mm-hmm. all throughout the month. Wow. And two years ago, year and a half ago, it was three or four. So something's happening where it's increasing. And when I shared with him the approximate number of emails we're deploying with no discounts,
1: mm-hmm. I
3: said, That's the only thing it could be, Pete. There's nothing, you've not changed the gift card at all. Yeah. So, of course, our prospective franchisee, after we, if, if we compensated him, for uh, that. And then by total dumb luck, our server, Ellen, as we paid and I gave her my credit card, she saw the birthday pack on my Amex. (laughs) And, you know, we shared our stories. And she said, I just got one a few minutes ago. And she showed the $10 gift card with the receipt. She goes, we get them every day. That makes me happy. Oh, yeah. Producing results from a restaurant. And they filled a lot of empty seats. Mm -hmm. So, you know, an empty yep. seat is one of the most expensive pieces of equipment for a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. so we can keep women happy and keep those seats filled the massage tables filled. We're doing our job.
0: Oh, i just waiting to see if you're going to ask another question, my friend. I knew where you're digging there.
2: Uh,
0: okay. So where do you see the biggest, what geographic areas do you see the biggest growth in?
3: You know, we're really doing incredibly well in Florida, and I, I, I'm sure you hear it from franchisors, but, you know, franchise development is really random. Um, you know, we do a lot of things organically and a lot of creative techniques to try to drive leads, but it's really, really random. And, um, you know, tomorrow we may get 10 leads for Denver, which I'm out there quite a bit seeing our sun, and I love the Colorado and driving around. It's beautiful. I'm not a, I don't play in the snow yet. But uh, it's just a beautiful state. You know, of course, we want to be everywhere, but selfishly, I'm out there often. I could give, you know, franchisee a lot more time and support, go out and make sales calls, which I love doing. We may get 10 leads next week for Denver or nothing the rest of 2020. So, um, you know, I wish it were more of a sniper rifle. We do work with the the broker networks. Uh, They're our business partners. Uh, We're big fans of Zoracle and their Rebecca's testing methodology. Um, The individuals here today was one of the highest tests we've ever seen. And we share those results with them and go over and explain how it came. So Florida is really strong for us, Uh, Minnesota, Indiana, and um, other little pockets. But uh, we have a lot of markets to open up. But I can assure you and tell you that uh, we will not award a franchise unless they're right and I've heard a lot of people saying that. I've got a lot of experience in being a franchisee and franchisors for decades and um, it's just not worth it taking their money and training them up and supporting them, giving all the love and attention if you know they're not right. Especially so. if
0: they aren't in a fun place to visit.
3: <laughs> it's um, you know, so uh we was right. fun growing this brand, and, and as we always tell people, and I told this individual today, we have two customers, the businesses that buy the mm-hmm. advertising and the ladies. So mm-hmm. if we keep them both happy, we have a good day going.
0: So how have you done in California? Because I know that uh, there are many affluent women um, in California, at least along the coast. So uh, have you Been doing well in California, or is that one of untapped. Not yet.
3: Um, You you asked me a question. I'll always be honest. We had a franchisee that um, did agree to uh, sign. We got registered. Once we were registered, we were able to disclose her. And uh, afterwards, she says, you know, I don't know why I did this. I don't like sales and cold calling. I love the brand. Birthday pack's beautiful. And this is not for me. And and take the franchise back. So uh, that was, you know, sad. But she was honest. And I appreciate, you know, anybody taking accountability for those types of things. Uh, Yeah, California is a massive opportunity. Uh, I'd have to look at the database and the counts, but with the major cities in California, there is a lot of opportunity. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay.
3: Ray, you get the next question. And and also Chicago. Chicago is a huge market and a great dining town.
1: Oh, yeah,
3: it is.
2: It is. I I just uh, celebrated uh, some birthdays uh, this past uh, weekend uh, with uh, my girlfriend, and uh, we were. Went to a fantastic place called Trump Tower, and uh, we really enjoyed it because uh, the view was fantastic. We could see nice. the lake, we could see the river, we could see all the buildings. It was gorgeous.
3: Yeah, and, the data is really crazy. And again, uh, we hired a research firm. and did a lot of research uh, with the product redesign and such. And uh, the Na- National Restaurant Association reports that 54% of Americans eat out on their day of birth, birth across males, females, and all demographics. The birthday pack community the ladies reported that 86 percent of the time every year or almost every year they dine out on their day of birth mm-hmm. and what surprised us and honestly we would not have thought about asking this question they said that an additional four to six times a year they go out with friends and families on yes. their day of birth so they're influencing those decisions of where to go eat and uh so that's our sweet spot it's really disturbing the dining space for yeah. sure so, what makes birthday packs so unique? Um, I'd say the personalization. Personalized direct mail tends to respond, you know, perform better. Um, the birth event, that's the big deal. You know, somebody getting something for the birthday in a new market, uh, Ray, they don't know it's coming. They didn't ask for it. This is not an open enrollment program. Uh, we rent list data and have a, some little secret sauce about how we harvest that data. It's highly accurate, really reliable. And so, I'd say the personalization. I would say that it's birthdays. Uh, some women talk about celebrating their birth month. Um, and then I'd say that there's four, six, eight, and possibly soon ten gift cards in there that are hyper-local. And they see the local restaurants. So if it was your place, Ray, you had a steakhouse, and they see Ray's Steakhouse, well, you may have been in Chicago for 20 years. They've driven by. Presumably, they've probably eaten at your place. So they, they build this trust with, hey, it's personalized to me. I know Ray's, I know the Stay Spa over here, Sally's, or whatever it might be, or this really upscale um, you know, retail situation and uh, different restaurants or maybe a new BYOB or something else they want to try, and their names are on each of the gift cards. So it's, I think that's the unique nature. I've, I've been doing direct mail, and you know, I think one of the great direct mail programs Period is Bed Bath & Beyond I mean they've done an amazing job with their commitment to the consistency of the direct mail I don't talk to many women including my wife that don't have a drawer full of um, Bed Bath & Beyond a lady recently was saying well I've got the app but I also have the drawer full of the 20% off <laughs>
1: yeah. I would say from a business standpoint
3: they probably mark up everything 20% and give you 20% off and everybody's happy and yep. there we go yep. Yep.
1: Now, from
3: a direct mail standpoint you know direct mail is not dead it's actually improving and I think that, you know, this chase of the digital rainbow and all of us getting a little headache from too much, you know, texting, email, whatever. Uh, direct mail done right is completely relevant for any business that's using oh, it. This
1: is the coolest thing I have ever seen.
3: And the millennials are starting to respond more to direct mail. Some of the data is showing much increased usage because they can control it. They mm-hmm. can't control how many emails and texts each of us are going to get when we get off this uh, podcast. Yep, yep,
0: that's true. It's uh, also a lot it, easier it, it, to control spam mail too. In other words, yeah. it's much the, the spam yeah. mail you get, it's like okay, I throw that in. The spam email I get, man, it gets heavier and heavier to, to go through.
2: Yeah. The, the, yeah, the uh, calls. These the, robo
3: calls uh, are a lot of fun, right?
2: The, oh yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that's not being controlled it seems. I I got two just following around the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh what, it's interesting. I, I can definitely see how this could be a, a great asset to a, a restaurant. I was mentioning a restaurant to a friend of mine who's a, a lifelong resident of this area. And uh, she says, I've never heard of it. I said, you got to be kidding. <laughs> this is one of the, one of the finest restaurants in, in, in the area. How could you have not heard of it? And she was all excited because I happened to mention it. So, you know, something like that, I can definitely see, uh, you know, uh, It's going to be presented to a wide range of people that normally would not
3: see it. Yeah, you know, again, back to the stories, and just one comes to mind is, uh, again, just the reality of what we hear. Uh, It was a lady reached out. We sent she was in her 40s, based on the age of her children, and she said, I want to thank you so much, Birthday Pack. Uh, This hit us at a very difficult time. Um, uh, Chemotherapy for breast cancer. I'm Mm -hmm. not currently able to work, and uh, we got the Birthday Pack. I just was really surprised. It was special, and it gave us a uh, really good reason for the four of us and my children. She mentioned their ages to go out and have a nice um, dinner. And she said, at times like this, every penny counts. You know. Oh, yeah. And and that made a difference that family and the connection with whatever restaurant they went to, whichever market she was in, and their family, the four of them going out for a meal in a very difficult time and certainly hopefully she's healed and fine and all that good stuff. But because of birthday pack, maybe that's why they went out to dinner that night. Without it, maybe they would not have. It. Yeah. So that's special. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. <laughs>
0: So, as Ray would say, it's time to pay forward the bills. I uh, want to thank uh, the Link Local Network for broadcasting our show. Remind people that they can dial in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Or you can chat at Um And now a word from a
3: sponsor.
1: Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers. Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At West we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, ad placement, and customer data intelligence,
0: Thanks, Michelle. And we're back with Paul Berman, CEO of Birthday Pack. So you don't ever deliver anything
3: that's like in a fanny pack, right? Not that I know of. Maybe I'll send it to Ray for his birthday with a screwdriver next year.
0: (laughs) See, I would think, you know, uh, I know you're a hiking fan. I would think you could sell it, um, send a, a birthday pack in a fanny pack to a man that's got a like, Camping supplies in it. I'll put it on my business idea list. <laughs> I work on it this weekend in my spare time. Hey, it, 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 it's all good. So, taking a, a bit of a segue away from what we've been talking about, you are a you you are a hiker, backpacker. What got you into that?
3: Yeah, So, uh, good good question. So uh, in 2004, I made one of the best decisions in my life. I joined the Entrepreneurs' Organization, got into a forum group and applied for a mentor and uh, was assigned to an incredible individual. His name is John. And uh, we're still very, very close friends. So it's a 16-year relationship I treasure, and I think he would say the same. And uh, we sat for breakfast the first time, and he said, Paul, I want to understand all the, uh, the big relationships, the most critical relationships in your life. I said, "Well, John," I said, "This could be a quick, boring story. I really don't have many friends. I don't play golf anymore. All I do is work, building businesses, and I got a wife, love at first sight, my two sons, and it's pretty much work, and uh, you know, sports and things like that. Uh, my sister and I are close. So I have a business partner, We're pretty close, but that's about it." And he said, "Paul, you're missing a big one." I said, "No, John. I told you it's a pretty quick story. My parents are gone, and uh, that's pretty much it." And he leaned forward and he said, "Paul." you're missing a big one. And I looked at him. I said, Oh, me. And he (laughs) smirked and he crossed his arm and he leaned back and he said, we've got some work to do. Well, I could tell you the restaurant we ate at was right outside of Philadelphia, the country deli, a wonderful little spot. I could show you the table. We sat at, I don't know if they've moved the chairs since then, but I could show you the chairs we sat at. And often we get there, I try to get there first. And I sit at that table if it's available in the same spot against the wall. And uh, I didn't realize at that time, um, Fred, that my world was shifting. The planet, the universe I knew, uh, changed. I was obese. I was 300 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. And uh, fitness was the last thing on my mind. And I can't tell you when it came to me in the fall of '04. I really can't tell you how it came to me because I'd done some backpacking on the Appalachian Trail before. But I made the decision to section hike the entire Appalachian Trail from Northern Georgia at Springer Mountain to Mount Katahdin in Maine, 2189 miles currently. So you don't want to go out there obese, I can tell you for sure. And it's no trail. It is really, really, really tough. And behind Ray is the Smoky Mountains and it's really beautiful. So the good news is I got started on it and I'd spend pretty much two weeks in the spring, usually mark with March, which is a five week cycle, and uh, September, another five week you know months so I could take you know two weeks off and, and not miss a lot of business stuff and um, except for what I'll share with you next um, didn't have many bumps in the roads or problems I'm a big process and Michael Gerber and E-Myth fam. and uh, so the business was you know processed and systematized and people doing their job so I was able to literally go and many times without a cell signal very much and uh, the business ran I got my time in the woods and uh, it was really my time to connect with mother nature and enjoy And, you know, I'm pretty much business 24-7. I love the business of business, but I really set loose and really enjoyed the outdoors. And when I think about business, I would quit about it, you know, quit thinking about it or put some music on or something, and I've really enjoyed it. So the good news is I've completed 2,000 miles of the Appalachian Trail. The bad news is I've got northeast New Hampshire and southern Maine left, and it's some of the most difficult backpacking, certainly in the United States, And I've got a really bad back situation that I'm trying to fix, Mm. but uh, we'll see if I get to go back. It's another story. Uh, Maybe this summer, but uh, two thousand miles after two back surgery is still an issue. Two thousand miles? You said you've? I've done two thousand miles. Yeah, most of the hikes were. uh,
0: Sorry, two thousand right. miles that gets yeah. uh gets an applause. That's pretty awesome,
1: yeah, it is
3: it really is, yeah, I really miss it. I will tell you, I think about it every day. I've got the map in my home office, and it saddens me that I can't be out there because it was really my true passion. It still is, but it's just not uh, physically possible. The pain level and the risk factors would be are are significant, but uh, I'm yeah. working on it yeah. I'm closing in on it, yeah, yeah that. I was that, saying I was uh, saying on my wall by Babe Ruth, and I didn't know he had like these kind of sayings, but it says uh you can't beat somebody who doesn't give up, and uh you know till the day I pass, I won't give up on this one, so uh' I'm mm-hmm. gonna stay on it that's uh I understand
0: uh dealing with health health issues and it's a it's far better to avoid heart attacks and have them. <laughs>
2: A, it is and I truly congratulate you on your your turnaround on on uh, on your lifestyle because I think you know that you' are probably heading towards a, a, you know a bad ending um, and it's another thing too is creating uh friends around you it's it's a known uh, fact that uh, people who have a lot of friends uh, around them actually live longer and really uh, yeah yeah it's a fact. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I changed my life a little bit, uh, not, not too long ago. And, uh, my wife at the time, my, my wife passed away a couple of years ago, but we, we decided to, uh, travel and that's why the RV and, uh, we gained so many friends. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is, uh, you know, a fantastic lifestyle and it's not like yours, <laughs> you know, but, um, uh, I, I, I truly enjoy it. Now, uh, I, I have a girlfriend, and uh, we continue with that lifestyle, and, and she has gained a, a lot of friends as well, and uh, it, it, it's great. It's great. Now, I'm, I'm at the time of life where I'm pulling back a little bit from the business, but I also enjoy business. I enjoy my business and, and, and working in it, but I'm at a, uh, an area where I can easily you know take off for you know a month if I want to
3: nice yeah i find business is just fascinating and really you boil it down every business isn't the same you got people, processes products pricing you know etc so it's just the underpinnings of any business i just find quite interesting
1: mm-hmm. and whether
3: it's you know walk in the back of a pizzeria dry cleaner or very complex businesses or everything in between they all have you know the different different moving pieces and of course it's all about the people but then the processes okay. and mm-hmm. things like that so it's you know, Maybe as we get older and wiser, it becomes more clear of the um, similarities of
2: all. That has a lot to do with it.
3: No, older and wiser. Yeah, yeah, you would
2: hope we get smarter and wiser as we age. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I find that uh, I, you know, I have about uh, 45 employees, and and I consider them all family. I, I really do. We really uh, we have quite a quite a team in, in the office, and I enjoy. It just going in and, and meeting with them uh, on occasion. So one, I want to shift a little back, back to your business. If it's, <laughs> on occasion, try. he okay.
0: goes into the office there. Did you catch that? On occasion, he goes into
2: the <laughs> office <there. laughs> I, I probably, uh, you know, On occasion, he asked me why. Why don't you just, you know, completely, you know, bar yourself with the business? I said, Why would I want to do that? I enjoy it, you know. And and when you get to your your certain age, you 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 want to do what you enjoy. And I really truly enjoy the business, you know. So getting back to your business, (laughs) I'm under the impression that basically you don't you don't need a brick and mortar. Is that right? Correct. And it's, you know, probably all you really need is a phone and you probably don't even
3: need any employees to begin with. Correct. Yeah. You know, we tell people they need an iPad to present mm-hmm. and of course, a smartphone. We always have those smartphones. Right. Uh, we pay for and print the business cards and it's go out and sell. And, um, you know, there are some things changing in our business, which could um, mean, you know, if they want to bring in a part of a full-time salesperson and increase their, uh, their footprint and their opportunity but it's not required. And uh, this is a really nice owner-operator model. And it's interesting is, you know, kind of what we're touching on. A lot of people we speak with, certainly in their 50s or maybe a little older, um, you know, they're done with corporate America. They maybe don't want to do that anymore. They've saved money uh, or sadly, you know, certainly you're both aware, I'm sure, as you know, in America, there's a lot of people. i met with a lady for lunch last uh, Friday. She's 60 and she's got a good job, good wage, and she feels she's somewhat unemployable. Mm-hmm. And, oh, cool. um, you know, yeah. the old HMOs where insurance rates were the same have changed. Yeah. And uh, for whatever reasons, companies don't want to hire people of our age group. And I think it's a right. massive error, you know, mm-hmm. the, the wisdom, the knowledge, they don't have to worry about us getting up out of bed and working hard. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, it's uh, shifted. And, uh, yeah. Not a political person. I don't want to go there, but I would say, you know, the powers that be in Washington, maybe at some point in time might look at that and say, is there something for incentives to hire people that are 50 or 55 plus or, or whatever? So, you know, certainly have a lot of, a lot of wisdom and legs left, but uh, I, you know, from what I hear from all my friends in, in franchising, a lot of the people coming into franchising are, uh, of that age. And they're looking at, you know, having control of their own destiny, maybe bring their kids in or whatever it might be mm-hmm. or family situation. But um, franchising is just the epitome of entrepreneurship in, uh, in America. i read the, uh, the book, uh, Grinding It Out by Ray Kroc. And, you know, not a lot of gold nuggets. I, I kind of wish, honestly, it would have been, Hey, here's Ray Kroc's top five or top 10. There were a couple spattered in there, but boy, one thing you get is this guy toughed it out. He, grind, he did grind it out and he went through so many different things in industries. And like every entrepreneur, you know, worried about making payroll, you know, all kinds of challenges and trouble and everything. And, and, you know, you see what they built. Um, I did not know that he bought this uh, San Diego Padres. I did not know he oh. bought an ice hockey team and then sold it back to wow. the, to the NHL. Uh, but clearly, you know, an incredible organization that started with the McDonald brothers and that whole story and the, and the movie founder, is uh really cool my favorite scene on that one is the tennis court where they re-engineer i just thought that was classic mm-hmm. awesome yeah uh,
2: a good uh role model yeah, definitely so fred what do you got
0: all right so one of the normal questions we uh, like to ask our franchisor guests is how much does it cost to get for somebody to get started
3: so we're going to probably raise our franchise fee. Uh, we are a little bit on uh, the spring when we redo our FDD. Uh, somebody can purchase five zones for twenty-four thousand um, dollars. We invest a lot in training and support. We've just upped our game there. Uh, we're not going to put it in the FDD because it's a trial program, but we've committed to even more than we've ever done. So it's twenty-four thousand dollars. We also grant the territory, so they own that territory, mm-hmm. and uh, they're off and running. And we have an incentive right. program where we give the first month free and incentives for two years for opening zones, which is how we make our money, marking up the print. There's no royalties. And um, so it's a very low cost entry point. Ten zones is $39,000. So to scope that out, Portland, Oregon, I believe is ten zones. And uh, Boise, Idaho probably is four or five zones to scope oh. out geographically in somebody's mind what it would be. Um and So um, how
0: many zones would there Chicago be?
3: Chicago is actually about 45 or 50. Chicago is a big, big, giant market. Uh, there's a market if somebody had a big checkbook and wanted to you know, hire a group of salespeople, they could take down the whole market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one individual out there with a handful of zones. But um, yeah, Chicago is about 45 or 50. L.A. would have to look, I suppose, is, is a bit higher. Ray.
0: You could base it in the beast, and the beast could be the mobile sales
3: area. We the happy birthday happy bus. bus. We want <laughs> to have a happy birthday bus.
0: Half the bus could be happy birthday. The other half could be pillars of franchising.
3: Okay,
2: <laughs> to both. wrap the other half of the bus. Let's do it. I'm trying to try to figure out. How I can ride off the bus, but it, you know. <laughs> he just said he he'd wrap
0: half the bus. So hey, it's tax deductible now. Told you yeah. how we'd work that one out. All right. So you, you said the you said the the cure for the greatest uh, mankind's greatest cure known for insomnia, the FDD. Um, what what are the top three items you? I know everyone. The lawyers always tell us you got to read the whole thing, um, and yet some of my franchisee clients I know never bothered to read the whole thing. Never bo- never read the thing. Um and I will take their names to the death. Uh, <laughs> but well what are the top three items you think somebody should read um to see if it's in their ballpark? If it's
3: one that you know, I would say that if I weren't in franchising, so I'm not biased, and somebody said, Paul, I'm thinking about buying a franchise, what should I read? I'd say yeah, Read the whole thing, but forget the legalese because it's all state mandated and federal stuff. You're not going to understand it. It's probably never going to come into play. So that's lawyer work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll answer this question a little differently. I would say the validation calls trump what's in the FDD. I would do exhaustive work of really, um, and if it was, you know, if there were people close to me, I'd go see all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would ask a lot of questions and after each call I'd be getting deeper in the questions and I'd ask the soft questions and uh, depending on the number you know if there are a hundred I don't know if I would call a hundred but I'd probably call 50 and you're not going to talk to them all um, so I'd say that you know the item 19 frankly I was surprised that there's some areas of flexibility you know, in massaging of the item 19, it's just not, you know, the audited financials, which I support all these things. Uh, you know, item 19s, have seen a lot of them could be in ranges. So, again, I think the validation calls can dial those down. You know, certainly the item 7 and the cost to get into the business, you know, and you got to meet the compliance. But, you know, ours is so simple. But if it's brick and mortar and those things, I'd really want to tear that apart. Um, one of the things I talk about is that spreadsheets lie. You know, so no matter what you put on that spreadsheet and those projections you do for yourself, because obviously the ZOR can't do it, it's an earnings claim until after they sign, Uh, whatever it is, it's not going to happen. And the next day it's going to be wrong. So I would say, you know, something I've learned a long time ago is the sensitivity test. The expenses should be tight. If there's rent or employees or payroll taxes or trucks or whatever the cost might be, I'd put the revenue in and be conservative and then I'd cut the revenue in half and see if the business can survive. Uh, is what I've learned is the sensitivity test. So I would say, you know, I'm not a big fan of business plans I'm very type A and maybe the normal ADHD and the normal things that come along with entrepreneurs. But, um, to me, the financial plan is the business plan. Cause if it says you're going to, you know, get truck number two in month six, well, you should have your getting the truck and the, you know, painting it and whatever else and all your marketing and advertising. So, you know, that is really kind of your business plan. And I'd say that most times they're certainly way too optimistic and maybe delusional. So I would <laughs> say, yeah, the FDD is great, but I would say the validation calls and then I'm big on peer to peer learning and we have a mentoring program a birthday pack. It's one of the things we started putting in and we have testing and it's working. Um, I'd want to find the best franchisees and, just get their permission that we could have a phone call once a month, whenever they want it 11 at night, four in the morning, Sunday, Saturdays, whatever it is, I'm going to work in their schedule and I'm going to try to learn from the best. And what they tell me to do, I'm going to do because I'll try to redo the wheel a little bit down the road. So, you know, I would say, I would say the validation calls and then who's going to lead me and uh, be my coaches for that first year or two, because it's tough. I'd also say that most businesses, most people think you're going to make money a lot faster. And um, it's unfortunate. I think it's a, the biggest reason people go out of business. No, so yeah. Ray, yeah. How, may,
0: uh, how, how many, how many of those answers,
3: expectations, how many exactly. of those
0: answers did you give him
3: Ray?
2: <laughs> he, he said, I think he said them all, <laughs> but we like you know, to call was, most of those it's, Ray's, it's, Ray's rules. What yeah, Fred is talking about is uh, two things that uh, that we talk about on the show a lot and it's undercapitalization. And, uh, and what's the other one, Fred? Uh,
0: well, to me, the, the validation calls,
2: making sure that the. Um, exactly. Uh-huh. That's, uh, uh, we, we tell everybody to, uh, you, you call them validation calls or whatever, but uh, personally, when I started my business, I not only did I call about 10 uh, existing businesses, but I also called, they also uh, listened, I, I don't know if this is required by all FDDs uh, today, but uh, businesses, uh, that are no longer in business. Yep. yep. Uh, so uh, I called them as well because I, I, yeah, I was waiting to hear, Oh yeah, those SOBs, they did this and they did that. And that's why I'm not in business, but I never heard that. And, uh, that's, that's the reason I chose a particular franchise, uh, uh, that I did. So I, I guess the question I'd like to ask you, Paul is, um, a lot of franchises say, well, you should have a certain amount of liquid capital available to you. Uh, and that's, it, it, and that's to make sure you're not undercapitalized because, you know, the, in, like in 2008, there was the downturn and a lot of businesses had just started, just failed, you know? So what is your recommendation to a person, A, uh, looking into any franchise and then looking into your franchise?
3: So the first I would say is their um, comfort level with sacrifice. You know, let's just say they came from, quote, corporate America or great job, whatever it is. And, you know, big fan of corporate America. It's great. But most of the businesses, small to mid-sized businesses. Mm -hmm. So let's say they've come from something, whatever we define as a very comfortable living, and that ended for whatever reason. Or they chose to make a a right or left turn and get in their own business, become an entrepreneur. Um, I would say, you know, being frugal with their lifestyle and understanding it's going to be a a mental, physical, and... um, financial adjustments. And, uh, and I'm certainly not trying to brag, but I'm honored that twice a year I get to speak at St. Joe's University in Philadelphia uh, It's an EBV, Entrepreneurial Boot Camp for Veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it started in Syracuse, an incredible entrepreneur in Denver, I believe funded it. Uh, it's all um, honorably discharged veterans that want to be entrepreneurs. So
1: mm-hmm. it's
3: really helpful we get um, their picture so I can spot them in the audience of their rank, which isn't that much interest to, you know, their service, whether it's special forces, Navy SEALs, whether they're cooks or the Navy or whatever it is, but most specifically the business that they're either planning on going into or they're in. Mm -hmm. So it allows me to be very specific. The topic is marketing, but I talk as much about entrepreneurship. And there's a slide that I'm going to change in a few weeks. It's March 24th. But uh, there's a slide, and it's a picture of rice and beans, with a slice of lime and a little you know, piece of cilantro, right? And it says, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. Well, nobody gets it. And I say, "That's called survival. That's called what you're going to be eating for the next two years, and you better like it." The bad news is, you don't get the lime and the cilantro until you're three. <laughs> and they don't get it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Right. So, but that's the, the this point. So what I'm going to change it to is a, an MRE, a meal ready to eat. And they're definitely going to get that because they've eaten a lot of MREs, right? And I'll say, what is this? And I'll say, well, it's not an MRE. It's because survival in next few years. I'll put the lime or cilantro. I'll figure something out. But yeah. the message is, you know, the money. But what are they willing to sacrifice? Those long hours, the hard, the sleepless nights, all those things that every entrepreneur I know have gone through and gone yeah. through waves of it. So there's a financial piece, but I think there's also that there's a great book by Dr. Angela Duckworth called Grit,
1: mm-hmm. wonderful
3: book, you know, and that sticking it out and those Babe Ruth-isms and all these stories of just not giving up, period, yeah. um, and sacrifice and changing things, and um, so I like to ask people what they need, not what they want. Everybody always wants more, and it's great and it's fantastic. But I would say, what do you need? You know, where are you going to make sure that you're paying your bills? And I've done that for decades, hiring salespeople to make sure that they're waking up and they're not choking to death. And yeah. uh, but then again, people overestimate of what they're going to do and how fast any business is going to ramp up. And six months later, they're having one of those tough moments of reality that they've, you know, gotten into a business and it's not producing and it's tough. Yeah. Yep. Tough. Yeah.
2: When you were talking about the uh the meals, the beans and the rice, and it, I was thinking of ramen noodles. That's probably the cheapest
3: meal you can. You can have. That
0: was mine. I was gonna say, I know that. And you know,
3: the ramen noodles are already cooked. And yeah. many times yeah. on the Appalachian trails, and hikers I've seen, you just eat them the way they are. They're already fried and cooked. They're quite good. That's right. Yep. That's right. I think very good. Wearing all the different hats,
2: you gotta have them all. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is fair to wear all the different hats.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I only this is my sales hat. hat. <laughs> up the I had a great one. I have a duck head that's very popular.
0: We'll have you back on the show. You can wear the hat. All right, so on that hat, note.
3: The duck head's very popular. I believe it.
0: Wait, wait, wait for it. Wait oh, okay. for it. Is it time? Right. It's time for our next set of commercials. So we'll okay. uh, want to thank the network again, tell people that three, two, three, five, eight, zero, five, seven, five, five. And to the people I see hanging out on the pillars of franchising uh, site, hit the chat button and ask your questions. And now a word from
3: another sponsor. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options. The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the sellers. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of The Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And
0: I want to note, here we go again.
3: I hope, no we don't, there we go. Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, Come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit WWW franexpousa.com
0: And that's www.franexpousa.com As viewers can see the next uh, Great American Franchise Expo is coming up this weekend uh, February 22nd, 23rd in Houston Stafford Center and then after that the uh, Tampa Convention Center, March 14th and 15th. That, I, I always like Tampa, folks. Um, here's my copy of the franchise X, uh, franchise MBA. Uh, if you fill out the form on the pillars of franchising, it's uh, there's a button there, front page. We got a new button there. You not only get a free copy of this, but you also get free VR head, uh, free VR gear. Nick made that upgrade to the. The promotion last time he was on. So now, Ray, you can take it back.
2: Okay. Now I think one of the other mistakes that uh, a franchise owner makes is is not preparing for the end. So you've got to begin with the end in mind. So you've got to start hiring the right people, and you know it's someone that's gonna that you can start grooming as a manager, as an example. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. If Paul, if you know where I got that I'd "begin with the end in mind" from, but it's <laughs> Stephen Covey's book, Seven uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, which is got that one good. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic book, and I suggest it to everyone, including my staff, uh, because the ideas that are in there are absolutely fantastic. But. I think a lot of people uh, who start a franchise, because, you know, like uh, you mentioned, people are in their mid-50s and 60s possibly, uh, find themselves uh, unhireable. And if they don't begin with the end in mind and start thinking about, okay, I'm going to take a significant amount of my savings and invest it in this, and I'm hoping that it's going to carry me through, they find that if it's... if they don't begin with the end in mind, that they're still working in it. I talked to a franchise owner who had his franchise for 25 years and uh, talked to him for a few minutes and realized that he's still working his butt off in the franchise and not laying back and taking, taking some time off and let other people, you know, run it for him. Yep. So it's, it's important. Important, I I
3: came from the financial planning background in the past, and I think most people, you know, to go back, it's like the old saying the old person says, If I knew I was going to be so old, grow to be so old, I'd take better care of myself. (laughs) You know, I think people certainly, and the lady I ran into, you know, recently, the story she says, You know, I just didn't save, I just really didn't save enough, and I didn't spend like crazy, I just didn't have that discipline of spending Mm -hmm. and uh, savings. And uh, the miracle of compound interest, so all of a sudden, you find yourself at a later age and maybe some health issues or bumps along the road. And uh, you know, the good news is we're living longer. The bad news is it's going to create some significant global and financial planning issues as people start living to 90 and 100 and 100 plus, right. which is yeah. definitely coming, in my view.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and right. of course, the
2: next thing, is, you're going to do the rabbit hole right now? I was going to. I'm um, ready. <laughs> I'm the only ready thing I can imagine quickly before Fred jumps in there is that uh, <laughs> I also have my family involved in my business. So I, I helped. I've not only helped all of my employees, but now I'm helping my family, and they're going to carry on with the business. Go ahead, Fred.
0: <sighs> Time to go down the rabbit hole. And folks, you can fill out the form to submit your personalized or your personal request for a rabbit hole question and we'll see about putting that on the air and Ray missed the uh, screen crawl but it was really cool so watch the video sometime. So Paul how how do you believe that Birthday Pack will ultimately thwart the upcoming zombie apocalypse which has been started by the coronavirus?
3: You know I'll tell you What I've heard, and I've not met one, but I'm relatively certain, that zombies celebrate their birthdays huge. I mean big. So we're working on a zombie pack. We're not sure how to design it. Uh, We're not sure if the United Postal Service is going to deliver to them. We've got to address issues. Uh, Fluency, I think we may have to throw that out the window, but I understand they celebrate birthdays like huge, really big, and they're really happy, and they're like really unzombie like for that one 24-hour period. Wow. Well, yeah, but if wow. if they
0: eat people, what restaurant are you sending them to? That's my concern there. Ray's. Ray's Steakhouse in
3: Chicago and only Ray's. Yeah, right. Bring all their friends. We have friends. Show, up at, show up at Friday night at 7, Saturday at 6.30. <laughs> and
0: this, folks, is why we like the zombie up the down the rabbit hole question. Go ahead, yeah. Ray. <laughs> You, you got one more. All right. not so your, no, last wait. Not, no, you're second oh, to the no. last question. Second to the, second last, to question.
2: the last question. Oh.
0: Or I can go with my next question, and then you can ask your last question. Okay,
2: go ahead. Go ahead.
0: All right. So um, <laughs> the reason I, I – for me, the reason I work, uh, do this show and everything else is because I have a couple of grandkids, and they're both very, very special to me. Uh, Max is less than a year old. So what I'm going to ask you is what advice would you give to my grandson on how to be successful in
3: life? You know, I'll take two sides on that. I'd say the first one comes is coding. I mean, some of the some of the research and data of, of the massive demise of jobs in America as we know them today in the next X periods of years, uh, maybe 10, 15, 20, but a lot of the jobs today are not going to be there. So I'd say the little Max. We were also going to my son Samuel. We we're thinking of Max or Maxwell or Maximilian. Mm. So uh, I was I was favorable to Maximilian uh, Maxwell, but uh, he's a Samuel. But uh, I'd say coding, you know, and, uh, and and going down that path, whatever it might be, could be important uh, with a lot of careers. I'd say on life, i go back to what you said, Ray, we're talking about is, you know, build great friends and relationships and stay in touch. It takes effort to stay in touch. It does. And, uh, you know. That's why I stay in touch with Fred. <laughs> yep. He's all the way on the other side of the continent. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the other thing we could always – I did an exercise in talking about you actually actually to go do a redo. Um, you know, Mary and I did a great job. We have two great sons, Jake and Sam. They're different. They're awesome. Um, I would say, you know, forgetting religion or not, just step aside for that for a moment. I'd say establish a set of core values and stick with them. Yeah. They're your, your stake in the ground and don't deviate from your core values and your principles. And I – you know, the, this, the book Grit, and there's many others, of course – I would say, getting the coding, whatever, is, is have a set of core values, be they religious, r- religiously uh, driven or not, and stick with them and don't deviate and make your decisions based on that uh, center post.
2: Absolutely.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, one of the
2: little things that we do in, in my business is we have our weekly meetings with everyone. And, uh, and I've been criticized for this, and I don't know, but I think it's, it's helped my business a lot. Because we, we celebrate those core values with a simple prayer at the beginning of every meeting, and uh, it's it's not nothing elaborate, and it's nothing that we demand of anybody. Uh, they can sit, they can
3: read a book or they can uh, pray with us. So and it only takes a minute. Yep, I think certainly the moral code in American things have shifted way off center, and yeah. um, you know, I yeah. think you've people stuck stuck to their code in the road to be a better world.
2: Yep, absolutely.
3: So the the big question of the of,
2: of the day is, <laughs> yeah, you know, we've gotten everybody peaked and sitting at the edge of their seats and wondering how can I get a hold of Paul because I'm really interested
3: in this franchise and uh, how do they do that? Paul, I'd say they can go to YouTube and there's plenty of stuff and content for Birthday Pack or email me directly, P. Uh, Berman, B. E. R. M. A. N. at birthdaypack. T-A-K.com but uh, we're readily available out there and there's plenty of information and videos and stories and testimonials as every franchisor should have. And uh, people are you know, passionate about selling and working hard to build something great. Uh, you know, this could be a good fit. And um, if we're honest for every, uh, from the first conversation where we tell people you're not going to email and text your way to success. This is, you know, face-to-face, belly-to-belly relationship selling yeah. Yeah. and like anything hard work, but, uh, you know, done right, any business should be really, really fruitful for somebody. It's just the right fit. Absolutely. And, I think, and I think Zor's, any Zor's, you know, being straight with the people. If it's not right, tell them it's not right. Inform the broker if you're working on the broker networks. And if it is right, move them through the process and uh, see if it's the right fit for both parties. Way before any checks are written or documents are signed. Yep,
2: yep. Yeah.
3: absolutely right. So you've been a
2: fantastic guest. We really appreciate Thank you being you. on the show. And I've truly enjoyed it, but you know, and I, and I get a little excited and carry it away because I, I love doing this show. <laughs> but because I love people, you know, and I love talking about business
0: oh, It's all about this, people. That's right, for sure. This is Ray Piller yeah. and Fred McMurray, thanking our guest Paul Berman a birthday pack, and now, We'll be back next week with. <laughs>
1: Oh, bright and shiny pillars, pillars, pillars.